Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates, with some talk on local colleges, and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Hey folks, welcome to this edition of Bold Sports. We're episode 20. Um... Let's just say that uh, this week, Matt, I believe we can just come together and say it was a very rough weekend in sports in Pittsburgh. It started out okay. It started out good with the Pens going, getting, you know, four wins in a row and so forth. Yeah, yeah that felt pretty good. The, that uh, felt good. The Dukes at noon on on a Saturday, that triple overtime game. Which game was that? Oh, the uh, against LaSalle. Oh, I did not see that. That was a good game. That was that was just the start of my weekend. Um, went from that, and then I watched you know some NFL playoff games. You know, getting ready for Sunday. Yeah, I I, um, I actually had some time Saturday night. I didn't work Saturday night for yeah. some reason. I didn't get it. Whatever. Um, so I was off Saturday night. So Amanda and I made dinner at home and so forth, and watched the uh, Eagles game, and then watched the. Um, uh, Patriots Titans game, yeah. Which that was kind of just like a scrimmage. Yeah, it was. It totally was. Um, Eagles game was good though. Eagles game was good. Eagles game came down to the last play. How about that Vikings game? That Vikings game really came down to Vi- the last Vikings play. Vikings game was crazy. Um, I really didn't watch much of that entire game until the very end. I watched the second half because we got home from. Uh, our friend's house that we were at for the Steelers game. Uh, Steelers game? What Steelers game? Uh, yeah, it, it was weird. The Steelers apparently played. Um, I mean, they put up enough points. Yeah, I mean, if you told me that they you know, didn't play, I'd be like, but they got 42 points. Right. Like, what do you mean they didn't play? How could they put up 42 points exactly. if they didn't play? But they did play. Totally. Um, well, we'll start this week, Matt. Um where we normally do with uh, recapping our last week's picks. Matt, this is your worst week ever. Well, it's, it's a lot of Pittsburgh fans' worst week ever. Yeah, well, you're 0-4. <laughs> I went 3-1. and one. Uh, For the season, Matt, you're 156 and 109. I'm 166 and 99. So, I have a 10-game lead with three games left. So? <laughs> What's your point, man? I, I believe I got the picks this year. There I was think you a, might have got them. Most of the season, we were really, really close, which was awesome. Like, I mean, we did pick a lot of the same games because, I mean, you're picking 16 games a week, you're going to have. And, and especially when you get to, like, week six and seven, you're like, now wait a minute. And a lot of the season <laughs> was real mediocre. Like, a lot of the, a lot of the play was pretty predictable. Yeah, unfortunately. I mean, certain, certain teams, I mean, there were, there were upsets, certainly, um, you know, the Steelers lost a couple games that were, well, we'll say they had one upset uh, this early in the season. Yeah, was that know. Chicago? Chicago. Um, you know, and I, I also made a lot of stupid picks just because I, I have an affinity for, like, the Lions and the Bills. And, yeah, you're like, I really you know, want the Bills to win, so I'm going to pick the Bills. The only thing that saved me is, like, that I like the Steelers, too. Right? So I pick them every week regardless. Yeah, so uh, that got you 13 wins right there. Yeah. Um, I was actually with a gentleman throughout today, uh, in the this afternoon this morning. He's part of Bill's Mafia. Oh. And I talked to him, and, and he uh, 
was down in Jacksonville. I says, no, look. I says, I know you're going to, like, roll your eyes at me and tell me, like, really, are you kidding me? I was like, but honestly, how was Jacksonville and the atmosphere? He says, other than for losing the game, he goes, if we would have scored two touchdowns instead of one and a field goal, we would have been fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know. That could have been that could have been a lot of fun. Like He said it was a fun atmosphere. It was a great time. I mean, you know, first time in the playoffs in 17 years and – Better he, weather he, than Buffalo, but I'd imagine it was still cold in Jacksonville that week. Really? He said it. He said it wasn't definitely as cold as Pittsburgh, but it was. He, you know, he 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 couldn't just roll off the plane in shorts and a t-shirt. Mm. I mean, keep in mind, Jacksonville's North Florida. Yeah, which is still should be warm this time of year. It should, but it's but not. it's not. I, I saw today that it's like it's so cold down there right now that steam's coming off the Gulf. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My my cool. cousin's uh, my cousin uh, uh, her vet closed. She had a, her cat was supposed to have an appointment today, and the vet called and canceled the appointment because they closed for safety of their workers in Athens, Georgia, uh, for less than an inch of snow, and it was twenty degrees. Was it that ice though? No, they no just were snow. snow. They just had snow. See, okay, like ah, man, you know where where I go to my vet? There's like four parking spaces. And if it snows, there's like two parking spaces. Right, right, yeah. And like they don't close. Yeah, we had some. We have some of our friends that uh, moved out of Pittsburgh, that are in North Carolina, and I saw them posting on Facebook today, and their dog was running around in the nine inches of snow having a ball. That's awesome. I mean, you got nine were, inches. Yeah, in in Hall River, North Carolina. Is that high country or? Uh, it's just outside the Research Triangle by Greensboro. Okay, so it's a little up. You're kind yeah, of up a little. Yeah, it's north, north, north. It, it's it's northern North Carolina. It's north central. It's not out in the mountains. I on the on the uh, the Charlotte Hornets game tonight. They were talking. About oh yeah, yeah. Char- Charlotte was getting had the ice. That was the ice. Uh, Charlotte like, had ice. I wouldn't go out in the ice to. to we go, had ice know? last week and we didn't go out. Yeah, I didn't go shit. out. Yeah, I didn't go yeah. out. But anyway, uh, so here's what's good this week. We have the good, the bad, and the ugly. So the good, we're gonna start with that. Uh, Penguins four wins in a row. They beat the Islanders, the Bruins, the Red Wings, and the Rangers. Um, they have three games on the road, and awesomely, uh, Matt and I are actually recording on our typical Tuesday, recording on a Wednesday, so you you'll hear this uh, Thursday or Friday. Uh, and we're currently watching the Pens game right now in the second period. The Pens are down three to one to Anaheim. Uh, they are in the West Coast right now, and they start on like I said tonight with Anaheim. And then they are going to um, L.A. Kings, and then they're going to finish with the Sharks. So I, I'm guessing there must be a scheduling conflict or something in there because they're doing the Ducks tonight, Kings tomorrow, and then they're doing the Sharks two days later, three games swing in four days. So they're going north, south, and then north again. I don't know. Well, I mean, Anaheim's so close to L.A. It is. You know, it is. I mean, I would have went like, see, I, what do I know? I don't make NHL schedules, but I know when I leave my house that I don't drive south to turn around to go north. That's just me. But have you been on Trivago to like price out airfares to uh, <laughs> Burbank or to John Wayne Airport or to LAX? I mean, or they probably just took a charter. I, I, this I is an NHL hockey team. They're taking I don't know. charters. I mean, I know baseball takes charters, but isn't the NHL kind of like not and, as well off? No, NHL takes charters. They take charters. Well, that's they cool. do. But still, like you got you got to figure like you know travel time. Like I think into, all into the Staples. I think and all the teams Anaheim. take charters now. I heard that Gensel wanted to stay in Long Beach so he could like surf, walk the same like streets as Snoop. That's possible. It's that's what I heard. It is okay. So here's the good news about the Penguins: 
Power play is still top of the NHL. They are number one power play in the NHL. And with they shit, and they just scored again. Damn it. But not on the power play. The power not, play didn't get scored the on. The power play didn't get scored on. Yeah, you're right. But it's four, du- it's Ducks are up now 4-1. Um, that was a breakaway. and like It was you know, a breakaway. Th- this is a theme all year. Like The goalies are looking bad because, you know, there's breakaways. Yeah, see? Yeah, hey, quiet over there. We saw it. I know, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's oh, just... Oh, that was a pretty goal, though. It's a pretty goal. You'll 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 have seen it by the time you hear this podcast. So we it won't came off on. it came off the half boards and yeah he went deke and top shelf on the backhand. All right, so that was on Jari. Uh, yeah, that we was also on found Jari out today. That, that Matt Murray is, is on uh, family leave. Family uh, leave. He'll be back when he's good and ready. Yeah, you know it's all that is. Your yeah. his, his his pop passed away, man. Mm-hmm. I mean. I know your pop passed away. You're gonna be MIA for a week or two. Yeah, I mean, same he, thing he with me. Spent, he just spent two years pretty much doing nothing but play for the Penguins, and you know, I hope he got to spend some time with his family and you know tie up some loose ends and you know, yeah, take, you, you come back when you're ready. You come back when you're ready. I mean, also, I mean, I I, I don't know what the NHL uh, Family Breathing Act is, but uh, I know for for us in a regular job. It's about ten days. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, and there's the All Star break coming up too. So. Yeah, there's you know there's chance for that. So also on that, so with us having the top power play in the league, which is awesome, the stars are also starting to emerge. Kessel, uh, who is actually snubbed for the All Star game with twenty goals, thirty two assists, that's fifty one yeah. points total. Um, over all those points, twenty nine of those points are on the power play. Um, he is a league leader uh, on that, and he has five overtime goals, which is also league leader um, on that as well. So the stars are starting to emerge. I know um, Crosby, um, he, he's uh, he's second on the, on the Pens team uh, in points and goals. Kessel's leading the Pens right now. Yeah. Uh, it, Mulk, yeah. Mulkin's third. Uh, and then uh, for total points, uh, and then you also have uh, – he has the least amount of goals, but he has the fourth amount of points, which is Tanger. Tanger. Tanger's good for that. Yeah, I. He's run I the point. Like he's run the point on the power play. So if he's run the point on the power play, and you're getting that three-headed monster out there, Malkin, Crosby, and Kessel, and Tang's on the point, and then you know your format like Kessel's screwed because they're taking two Penguins. You can't have an All-Star game without Crosby. Right and like Tanger's not always been super solid this year. I think he's a. I think he's, he's a one of the top three defensemen in the Eastern Conference. Correct, easily. and also so he belongs on the Metropolitan Division. And like, also last year with his medical issue and everything else like that. I mean, he could have said, you know what, screw you. I got three cups. I'm good. Yeah. I mean, sure. It's just uh, an star game. You know what I mean? Like I, it's not as big of a deal as baseball. Where and the and the, the baseball all star game is a shadow of what it once was, but at the time, like when it was at its peak, it was like a, a celebration of like all the best players in baseball. The only time like a lot of people would get to see these players, you know, in the NHL now, like you could turn on NBCSN and like see Ovechkin or right. Crosby or any given well, know, with any match. cable package. I mean, you could you, you can go ahead and, and get the MLB package where we had a friend of ours get the MLB package and. Oh, I you plan know, to get the MLB package, but we'll have we'll have more on that in the uh, Pirates segment. Right, and uh, so you can watch you you can go ahead and, and watch any game. You can watch Giancarlo Stan. You can watch Aaron Judge. You can watch Ugh. you know, uh, yeah, but I know. The, yeah. Those are the worst guys to watch. Right, but but no, time. but they're also 
fun guys to watch. Yeah, true. I mean, the All-Star game, I don't give a shit. I want to see you crush 600-foot home runs. They you have know? that feature on the baseball thing where you can, like, pick certain players or, like, situations, and it'll, like, basically, like, update you. Like, yeah. You know, and, like, that's that's cool. Uh, you know, Batista's batting or, you know, like, right. Chapman's coming on. So let's finish up with the pens, and we're going to go to a break, and then we're going to talk baseball. Um, so here's the other thing that's going on with the Penguins right now is Gensel is still the third-line center. Uh, he has zero points in the last five games. Um, now here's where I'm thinking is that, uh, also Rutherford's probably thinking, and I think maybe Sullivan's in Rutherford's ear being like, Hey, um, we need to get a full-time third line center and, um, move Jake back to Crosby's wing. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a dominant scorer. I mean, he led the league, sorry, he led the, the league in postseason goals. Mm-hmm. So, as a rookie. Yeah. Uh, and he was scoring pretty good this first part of the year. Uh, and then as soon as they moved in the third line center, he fell off. Now, here's the deal. Uh, we went back to this, you know, several years ago uh, through the, what was that, 2005, 6, 7, 8, 9, when we had Jordan Stahl. Yeah. Jordan Stahl was a great third line center. Won a cup with the Pens, and then he wanted to move on to, A, play with his brothers in Carolina, B, have more of a efficient role, yeah. Uh, be a top line center. Well, I think he was tired of being dangled as like trade bait, like all the time. Well, I mean, even all... on like message boards and like rumors. Oh yeah, and yeah. And those guys read like, that. Well, they don't need a third line center who's as good as Jordan Stahl, so they could get something for him. Right now, we don't have that problem anymore. So we have to like give something else up from a position of strength in order to get that third line. Exactly. Center. So what do you do? Hey, I, do we have any guys in the minors right now to bring up? That's a that's a traditional. Third line center, not a winger that's moved over there. It's like you're gonna play there, and and bide your time. I mean, I, I, Gensel right now, third line center's not a bad option, but he's not scoring. He's not. He he's a winger. He needs to be up on the top line. Yeah. He's you know, is he a top line winger on any other team? Probably not. Well, no, but you know, when you play with Crosby, when you play with Crosby, you're top line winger. <laughs> Crosby's got Crosby's a um. Crosby's going to take the shot, always, but he also has no problem passing a puck off, mm-hmm. you know, or setting somebody else up. I mean, that's one thing about Crosby. Uh, as much as he loves all his little trophies he gets, he honestly could care less if he gets a scoring title. I'm sure it just adds to his, like, oh, I got another scoring title. But um, he, he he's all about, you know, it puts it this way, Mario groomed him well. Yeah. <laughs> But no, we got get, get, uh, who, who would you? I don't even know who's out there right now to bring in for a third line center that that would fit in the role and fit under the cap and everything else. And there's a lot on that. Yeah, I mean, I I haven't heard anything yet, but you know, I'm sure Jim Rutherford is. I'm sure you know, he has his ears I'm, to the I'm ground. Sure he's got a short shopping list at least, and a, a short list of what he's willing to part with. You know. Right, and it, and it all comes down to the negotiations and to the team's playoff positioning as the deadline approaches. That is true. You know? So we'll have to just wait and see. You know, for the meantime, the players who are here need to stay in it. Definitely, and it's good to see. I mean, right now, obviously, we're, so we're watching the game. The Pens are down four to one, 
headed into the third. Um, but, um, you know, putting putting four games together, stringing four wins together is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Anaheim's a tough team. They are a tough team. They were a playoff team last year. They were um, actually picked to go to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. And, you know, they ran into a hot team. <laughs> sure. I mean, they ran the Predators. Predators were hot last yeah. year. Um, you know, and we know in hockey, it's streaky, very streaky. You mm-hmm. run into a hot goaltender, you run into, you know, especially a hot goaltender, but a hot team in general. Yeah, and the playoffs know. are a new season. It it's is. Not, it's not just a tournament. So we're still in the first half. We're still in the first third of the hockey season. And for those of you listening that know well, we're hockey. We're halfway now. But well, no, 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 no. In terms of games. No, played. no, 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 no. Hockey season's in thirds. The first half of the season is to play hockey, figure out what you have to work with, and put yourself into a visit to a position to be in a top four in your division. Then the second half of the season is to make sure you get into that top four of a position in your in your uh, in that top four in your in your division to get into the playoffs. That's your second season. Then your third season starts. Then the the, the last third of the season is playoffs. Okay. So, yeah. so by that metric, yeah, we're not we're not quite halfway yet, but we're so close. Yeah, we well, might as well start playing like we are. Definitely. Uh, so we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now, and we're gonna come back and talk about the bad, which could also be part of the ugly, because I think the bad and the ugly kind of mold themselves together this week. So we'll be back and we'll fill you in on what we are gonna tell you about. We'll be right back after these messages from Sorgatron Media. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online, gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at awesomecast.net. All right, folks, we're back after that little bit there from Sorgatron Media. Now we're going to get into the bad slash ugly, where this week before the Steeler game, the Pirates went ahead and traded Garrett Cole. The Houston Astros. And they did that about 36 hours after signing him to a $6.75 million one-year deal. Um, and they got in exchange Joe Musgrove and Michael Feliz, both right-handed pitchers. Cullen uh, Moran, a third baseman, and Jason Martin, an outfielder. Um, none of these guys, which I've heard of, um, at all. Well, they haven't been major leaguers yet. I, I think a couple of them come up. I think one or twos came up, yeah. but not for any length of time. They weren't on the postseason roster Mm-mm. for the world champion Houston Astros. They were not. Who came out of nowhere in like a few uh, years. You know what? I don't, they didn't come out of nowhere. No, they, they didn't come out of nowhere, but they, they tanked basically. They bottomed out. And then they built up, and they took advantage of their window, and they won the World Series, and they're not done. You know what? Their their chance when they moved to the American League was their was their like, hello, this is where we go, this is where we're at. Um, now, here's the thing with Cole. Last year was his worst year. Yeah. Well, we, okay. You knew they were going to get rid of him because he already said, "I'm not re-signing here." So. They signed him to a deal to make him more a 
attractive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, they, he knew he wasn't. They knew he, that he wasn't going to resign here after his contract was up. So, I would have thought. And even if he's, I mean, he's not enough of a. He didn't make enough of a difference in their pitching staff last year. Like to think yeah, that we 4. were going to 4.6 ERA. Yeah. You know, 12 wins. Do you have did he get 12 wins last year? 12 wins are Wins are a stupid stat. It, they are stupid stat. Especially when you've got a below 500 team. Yeah, when you have a below 500 team, wins are a stupid stat, especially he didn't get run support cuz they they might he might leave the game with the lead and then they blow it or you know, he might, you know, put them in a hole or he didn't have enough innings pitched to get a win. Yeah. So you know. there, there's all kinds of factors like wins and losses. That's stupid. But I mean, just they didn't have enough pitching last year with him, and they didn't add any pieces to the pitching rotation for next year. So what's the point of keeping him around? Also, you have the fact that like a week before they traded him, there was that day where there were all those rumors. Maybe yep. not a week; it was like five days. But there, there were all these rumors that the deal was done, and then it wasn't done. So I think like mentally, spiritually, like emotionally, we were all prepared to see Garrett Cole go and right. we were even pretty certain the, the, that he was going to go to Houston. The, the, the deal was done, the deal wasn't done and then the Yankees jumped back into it and then the Yankees were offering a couple guys and the Pirates wanted the, the Yankees were able to offer up three players but the three players the Pirates wanted weren't in the combination that the Yankees were willing to give up. There was two guys the Pirates wanted but they would give up one of the two not both and they wouldn't couple that with um, something else. So it just came through. The Pirates said, hey, we want this guy, this guy, and this guy. And the Yankees like, we'll give you this guy and this guy, but not that guy. Like, well, how about this guy and this guy together? Like, no. It's one and this guy, or one and two other guys, but you're not getting both of these guys. And and Neil Huntington at this point was like, just beside himself in confusion because the Yankees don't write names on the back of the jerseys. So he's like, this guy and that guy? Yeah, right. I can have two of that, but not that. But I read the article. have names. I don't I, know what I, I'm I, getting. I read the, I read the article. And I'm not I, dealing I, with I, you people. I can't remember their names. They were, they're were they they're both Yankees prospects and minor leaguers. They were not on the current Yankee roster. Um, Only trade with teams that write the names on the jerseys. It makes it a lot easier to keep track of what you're getting. So that means you can only trade um, with the Cubs when they're on the road. Got it. All right. Don't trade with the Cubs. Don't do business with them at all. Don't don't even like don't even sell them a soda. Eh. Also, uh, then you know we had Sunday, which was the Steelers' loss, and then Monday, we come to find out that they trade the face of the franchise to the Giants, Andrew McCutcheon, in exchange for Kyle Crick, which he'll fit in well in Pittsburgh because we can say, "Hey, Crick, Crick, Crick." Uh, he's hey, a, you're shit, Crick. Yeah, up <laughs> shit, Crick, all the way. Uh, right-handed pitcher, and we got Brian Reynolds. And then when I first saw the I name, Crick, I hope Crick becomes real popular, and like people come to the start coming to games like dressed like crayfish, and uh, salamanders. Well, and well, shit. well we're, we're gonna talk and, about, like empty beer cans. We're, we're gonna talk about coming to games. <laughs> we're, we're gonna talk about going to games. We are. in a little bit. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot to talk about. Um. And then we get also with that deal outfitter Brian Reynolds. When I first saw this, I'm like, "We're getting Ryan Reynolds." Ryan Reynolds. I'm nice, like, man. man. I'm, I'm like, he, I mean, I mean, he was good in a couple of movies. He can beat ass. He can say all kinds you know, of like snarky one liners. You know, snarky one liners are great. I mean, he can play a romantic role if need be. I mean, he instead of that pirate you know, like Mario game challenge in the outfield, they can have like you can be Deadpool. 
<laughs> for like the, the fifth inning break. And then he also got with the cut trade five hundred thousand in international bonus pool. The Pirates are picking up part of Kutch's salary. They didn't say how much, but it's going to be enough to keep the Giants underneath the $197 million luxury tax. In other words, we, the Pirates traded their best player and a bunch of a bunch of that player with Franklin on his jersey. <laughs> so basically, the Pirates go ahead and take Kutch, ship his ass to the Giants, they take Cole. No, I, I, I'm sorry. I would really... A joy if they actually like literally ship him there and make him like take a boat make him take like a boat from like newark like all the way down like through the canal and back up like old, old oh you're nice style. you're letting him go through the canal well that's why they built it right i said you're being nice i would have made him go all the way down around to ship eastern riches to the west coast <laughs> yes that's why we built the canal i know i know that's why we built the canal but i'd make him go all the way around just no because. we like kutch we're yeah, actually gonna, right. we're actually gonna probably put him on a plane right uh so kutch uh face of the franchise is gone now kutch is what 31 years old he is coming off one of his better seasons. Of course, Kutch has a slow start. He got slow hot. start, monster finish last year. Yeah, slow start, monster finish. Kutch is notoriously known for those slow starts. Um, monster finish, exactly. Monster finish. He is in the he is uh, in the top four uh, Pirates all time uh, in home runs. He is considerably. One of the better faces of the franchises that the Pirates have had over the years, uh, on and off the field, and I take a lot of off the field into consideration. Um, with that, basically, just being in the service industry, I meet a lot of douchebags, uh, and yeah. a lot of them are famous. Yeah, uh, and the majority of the guys are cool, but those ones that aren't, you just want to choke. Um, so. And then on top of that, Ken Rosenthal's report comes out about Josh Harrison being asked to be traded. If the Pirates are not committed to winning uh, and to be in place in the next two seasons to make a playoff run. Now, uh, Harrison does have a high salary to dump. He's uh, he's due $10 million this year, $10.5 million next year, and $11.5 million in 2020. Uh, depending on his production this year, I would look for a trade um, this season, mid-season trade deadline, if not before. Uh, and since he came out with those comments uh, himself, uh, the uh, Mets and the Yankees and the Brewers have already rung the phone. Well, that's good that people are ringing the phone because that is a big contract. That is and a big they contract. Did, they... they um... He played his way to that contract. He earned that though. contract. That's he the, earned he that contract. He he his production the year before the contract was enough to justify the contract. Where if they had been saying like, you know, retroactively like pad his last game check to like make up for all the awesome stuff that he did that year to like get to the same number as his current contract, that would have been fine. I'm worried about his production dropping off now that we have like. One less weapon in the lineup, first of all, with McCutcheon. Yes. Um, you don't know about Polanco. You don't know about Marte. Uh, is Marte off the dope? He's back. He's, he's, he's back. He came back last he, year. He just couldn't play in the postseason yeah. if they made it. Yeah. Um, he, Which, uh, to me, was like, well, you know, like, why aren't they all on steroids if all they risk is missing the postseason at this point? Because they're all going to miss the postseason. Right? <laughs> Definitely. Or why, why are we even talking? It's, it's 
first of all, camp hasn't even started, so I'm not going to sit here and talk about what what they have in the outfield. So, uh, okay. What I want to talk about is, like, why did they trade McCutcheon now when they could have held him for half the season, like, gotten more attendance because everybody loves Kutch in this town. Right. And even if they're struggling to be 500, if they're doing it with Kutch and Kutch is, like, hitting the occasional home run... And like well, you running, know, running same thing and putting up at the sky, people are gonna come. Same people thing are with gonna Cole. pack the seats in July, thinking this might be Kutch's last game. Well, you know what? Cole, I'm fine with because I don't think Cole was that good anyway. And Cole, I don't think he was gonna be good here this year anyway. Cole was an ace on our staff just because the rest of the guys that we have currently are didn't show any ace um, stuff. Yeah, and I I'm mean, the best I mean, economist in my house. Yeah. Like, what's your point? Uh, you know, and we also have, um, you know, you could have held on to Cole. You could have held on to Kutch. Tr- not even necessarily waiting until the trade deadline. All-star break. But trade deadline for sure. And I know it's all transparent on, depending on how they did this year, is if their stock rises or falls. Cole's stock could have fallen. I think Cole is a head case. Honestly, honestly, my too. personal yeah, opinion. Too. I think he's a head case. I think he's a he's one of those prima donnas that was brought up number one draft pick overall. This is me. This is what I can do. I can throw ninety five miles an hour from the first inning to the sixth inning, and you know, and that's that's he, where I think he's he, wrong. He, I think he, it he, takes he, him an inning to get going, and he you gets know, in trouble, and then he gets mad. Yeah, he gets. And mad, I think he gets being on the Pirates compounds the frustration. Because he knows that he's not going to get, like, five runs in the bottom of the first to, like, put him back square. Well, that's the thing is Cole didn't get run support. Cole Cole gave up a lot of of home runs this year. Mm -hmm. Cole gave up a lot of long balls. Cole Cole got in deep a lot. The other thing with Cole, too, is he'd get really pissed off if they didn't uh, start Stewart with him. Stewart was Mm -hmm. his battery mate. Um, Now, I get it that... You know, the pitchers like certain catchers, and uh, each team carries two catchers. They carry three, uh, but two that dress for every game. Uh, their third catcher is their bullpen catcher, which could be brought in in the event one of their catchers are yeah. injured. Cole had Cole had his, um, you know, stuff with Stewart. Cole's you know not like a crazy junk baller, though. No, like, he's not. Like, Wakefield, okay, with the Red Sox, like, he had to work with Doug Mirabelli. Yeah. Because Doug Mirabelli could catch well, the knuckleball better than well, Veritech. Okay, so you want to talk about Wakefield, go back to when he was with the Pirates and he was a rookie or, and whatnot, and he was knuckleballing. He, Don Slot caught him. Mm-hmm. Don Slot caught Wakefield because... Slot could handle knuckleball. Lavalier tried to catch him. I just don't see the value added with having Stewart as opposed to Cervelli catching Garrett Cole. It's it's not like Garrett Cole is harder to catch, and it's kind of, it's kind of like a slap in the face to the organization. Like they invested in Cervelli, and then their like ace pitcher is like, Say, no, no, like he's I not want this good enough. I want this other guy. I mean, whatever. Like you know, I, I, I guess still it's... I still would follow Cole to Houston. Like, I plan to get the MLB package and watch, like, bits and pieces of Charlie Morton next year playing for Houston. And I'll Glad probably see Charlie Morton watch got a ring. Cole pitch also. Glad to see Charlie And it's going to be awesome ring. to watch a rotation that's two-fifths former Pirates starters 
win another World Series. That's going to be and great. And you're also going to get to watch Verlander on that and rotation. Cause who, like, I used to follow Detroit when I, they played when, when Leland was there. Uh, I, I kept an eye on Detroit because Leland was there, and Verlander, I started to fall in love with him as a player. And, and unfortunately, I think Pittsburgh is going to get back to um, going to Pirate Games to see the opposing team. Yeah. Are you going to go? Are you going to spend money there? Do you think that that makes I any difference? I am not. I have made my stand right here. Steve is not going to any pirate games this year. What if you get like uh, comps? It's not your money on the line, and you know you're a bartender, so somebody's gonna like have tickets that they don't want to use, and they're gonna be like, "Hey, I've got a season ticket." Like, you know, the money has already been reinvested in ski lifts and like skeet shooting. <laughs> and like you know property taxes on a mountain house you know what do you do man it's not your money i would personally try to give those away give them to some kid i i myself hate to see tickets go wasted right that that you might you might be at you might see a no hitter um, you might you might see somebody hit like five home runs in the game you never know. I mean, it's a cliche, but you never know what could happen in baseball. You are correct. You and never then know. You've also got like if the Dodgers are in town. I mean, Kershaw pitching. Yeah. You know, if, I mean, if the Cubs are in town, Arietta pitching. I mean, I, I don't know who the interleague schedule is this year, but you know what I mean. Like, there's always an excuse to go, or you know, it might be fireworks night, or it might Fuck be fans like bobblehead night. So I agree with you. Fuck fireworks night because you can watch fireworks night. From the side of Route 65. Also, and, and you just mentioned Vance Like Bobblehead Night, and honestly, right now, that's the only one I'm interested so, in going for. So are you slapping your table then? August 4th is Vance Like Bobblehead Night, and I also know that I can stand on the bridge and I can pay 10 bucks to the kid that is buying the bobbleheads off the people off the bridge that don't want them mm. and buying them off the people for $5 in song, and I can buy one of them for 10 yeah. Um, you, would you go get a bobblehead and just turn around and walk out? If there's if there's nobody, if it's like the only way like, would, if they're playing like the Brewers and it's like the Brewers' fifth starter. Versus the only like way the, the only way I'm starter. doing the only way I would without purchasing a bobblehead off the guy on the bridge that buys them off people. Yeah. The only way is if somebody handed me a ticket and I walked in the gate, got my bobblehead, I would turn around and walk back out. Now, I'm not saying that I'm not going to not watch the Pirates on TV because I go to enough bars that the games are going to be on. Yeah. And I'm not saying I'm not going to be home on a Wednesday night and watch the Pirate game on TV, which I know still puts money in fucking Bob Dudding's pocket because of a TV contract with AT&T Sportsnet. Yeah, but if the ratings dive, like, John Wayner might be out of a job. And like, and we like John Wayner, we like, we like Bob Walk, you know? and we like, you know, Steve Blass. We love Steve Blass. Um... Share a birthday with Steve Blast, by the way. Have a happy birthday, Steve Blast, and you when it comes up. Yeah, April 18th. And, um, you know, my big He's thing... He's not on Twitter, so you can wish us both a happy birthday at MM Tasty. There we go. There it is, folks. MM Tasty on Twitter. Him well, and, I, Steve and I will Blass. send any birthday wishes you have to Steve Blass. Bucks Booth. And I'll try to do it without paying to get into the stadium. Hashtags Bucks Booth. Um, 
but no, seriously, me purchasing tickets to a pirate game is not going to happen this year. Well, here's the thing about uh, that. Freebies, you hand me a freebie, I'm going to try to pass that off. And, and you know what? I, and me being a bartender and server, you're right. People hand me tickets all the mm-hmm. time, especially Pirates mm-hmm. games, because do you know how hard it is to give that shit away? It's like a last resort kind of thing. Like, I, I once had pit basketball tickets offered from my, my friend who was a bartender. I'll always take pit basketball And it was, like, it was like 30 minutes before tip-off. And, like, that's what you do when you just, you can't be bothered to go downtown for that event. Like, you just say, like, maybe someone sitting here, like, just wants to, like, do something different tonight, you know? Yeah. And th- and that's and that's what you do. And if, if the bartender, say you're like, you know, say you work lunch, you know, and somebody comes in at happy hour. Like, hey, like, you know, you serve me one drink. Here's here's a couple bucks and some baseball Dude, I tickets. got, hey, you know what? Um, speaking of pit tickets like that, uh, two years ago, uh, I was working, and I had these four guys come in and taking care of them and it was that five o'clock and Pitt was playing a nine o'clock game that night um national tv national tv awesome. national tv they were playing um syracuse nope notre dame nope. marquette nope um nc state yes yes <laughs> four tries well i'm sitting there like which north carolina team was it <laughs> I couldn't. Even, I don't know what year it is. So I don't know what two, conference two, they two were. Two years in. ago, ACC first year ACC. Okay. I could have um, I, I sat here last, and named Big East team. It was night. last year Jamie Dixon. <laughs> oh, okay. um, mm. So it was last year Jamie I'm Dixon. Pouring a little out for that. Yeah, actually. right. Um, it's not on my couch. It's all gone. I drank it all. Um, so, so <laughs> I'm at work and I'm waiting on these guys and and we're sitting there and they're like, hey, like, what time do you get off? I says, when you guys are done. I says, when you guys are done and out of here, I got about 15 minutes of cleanup after that. I'm out of here, headed to the bar to have a beer. They're like, well, here. They're like, on your way to the, uh, they says, after you're done at the bar having a beer, here's four tickets for the pick game tonight. Yeah. All right, sweet. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, call my call, call Amanda. I'm like, hey, babe. I'm like, you want to come down and pick me up or bring my pit hoodie with me, with you? Because I just got handed four tickets to the pick game. I was like, we're going to the pick game. She goes, all right, I'll be there in a half an hour. Cool. You she, should really just wear like a backpack of like all the different oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. to Seriously. every shift. Yeah. You never yeah. know. Like, yeah. I mean, obviously, yeah. like, you don't need a pirate jersey right now because it's not in season. But, like, but when, yeah, you, yeah. when you leave for work, you should have like a pen pit, jersey, a pit, pen, Robert pit, Morris, Robert Duquesne, Morris, Duquesne, WVU. W, no, WV. That's too far. You're not going to Morgantown? I'm not going. Uh, I'm not driving to 70 miles south. Um, so here's the thing about the Pirates, though, with the. um. So, oh, Crosby just scored. Yes. Nice shot. All right, it's 4 to 2 now. Four to two. That was that on a power play because Malkin's on the ice too. Yeah, that's a lot of that's a lot of high numbers up there. That was seventy. Yep, it was on a power play. Yeah. Power play goal. Yeah. All the, all the high when all the high numbers are on the ice, you know. Yeah, yeah. You play. see 81, 81, 81 87. 87, and seventy two. Yep. <laughs> and fifty eight. All right, there yeah. it is. Um, so we're so we're going ahead, and the petition started about boycotting the Bucks, and we've talked previously. On this show, about boycotting the Bucks. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think boycotting is enough now because I think that like they're ba- the Nuttings are basically going to make their money back for payroll. So I've just already based on like the TV deal and the sale of Major League Baseball advanced media to ESPN. Like every team is getting like a lump sum payment this year for that. Like basically, Major League Baseball sold like the rights to like all of the online streaming of baseball games to ESPN. So nothing basically breaks even whether we go to any games or not. And I read so if you do go to a game, 
You need the monkey wrench. And I read that article that also said, nothing makes money already. It doesn't matter if anybody comes into the stadium. It's sad. It's sad to think about it, but that basically means that, like, your decision to boycott the Pirates isn't really making a difference anyway. So if you want to go see a ball game, go see a ball game. But, like, steal some Dippin' Dots while you're at it. So here's the thing, too, is is um, the gentleman has started a petition. If you're on Twitter, he is at the Angry Fan, and he has been at the Angry Fan uh, for several years now. Uh, he was, Living here will do that to a fellow. He was... Um, he was um, a season ticket holder. Uh, I, I personally know this gentleman uh, because I'm a bartender. Uh, and because you're also an angry fan. I'm also an angry fan, but because I'm a bartender, I actually, I actually took care of him and his wife before ball games last year. Um, and I'd like to see the guy who took care of him after ball games last year. Uh, he got his drinks in early and... Um, was done drinking by the third inning. Well, you still need, like, emotional support, though. Right. I mean, there's... there's You can always come support. have a ginger ale and just, like, talk, you know? That is. Um, <laughs> so, his name is Jason. Actually, if you see him uh, out and about, uh, I'm not going to throw his last name out there, but his name is Jason. Uh, he is uh, at the Angry Fan on Twitter. He's the one that started the petition to boycott uh, PNC Park and putting money into Nutting's pocket. Now... Here's the flip side to that. I have two friends of mine that I've been going back and forth with on Twitter and Facebook the last couple days about this. And you're somewhat rational most of the time. I get kind of irrational at the beginning. Like, fuck yourself and you're done. And I don't give a shit. And then three days later, I'm like, well, you know what? That probably wasn't the best idea. You're kind of the one that, like, thinks first before you say go fuck yourself and forget that shit. So. It is a curse. Trust me. <laughs> it seems like a good thing, but it's not. Right, but you know what? I piss people off instantly, and I have to apologize. Oh, you... I do plenty of apologizing. <laughs> trust me. Um, so, when it comes down to it, I have my buddy Dave Gillingham, who I've already talked to. I'll throw his name out there. He's cool with it. Dave Gillingham, he's, he's a buddy of mine. I grew up with him. Uh, he, um, he's on the same lines as me. as He's not putting any money into Bob Nutting's pocket. He'll not be attending any games at PNC Park this year. Um, he didn't say that he wouldn't watch them on TV or follow them or anything like that, but he's just not putting money into Nutting's pocket. And this whole thing is not against the Pirates, the team, the players, the coaches, the announcers themselves. It's against ownership because ownership doesn't do anything to better a situation. Right. Um, and then I have another friend of mine. His name's Tom Fody. Uh, he's a few years younger than me. Uh, he Same neighborhood I grew up in. He is the one that's, you know what? I'm going to every game. I'll take your tickets. I'm going to go and support these guys and this kind of thing. And you know what? There's a billionaire out there that owns a baseball team. And he, you know, doesn't do this, that, the other thing, but you got to support the team that's there and support the team that comes out to play the 162 games and the team that's going to be there. And, you know, he's got kids and stuff. I mean, and his kids like going to games. I mean, I, I, you know, if you got kids in a situation, that's kind of different. you got to put your feelings aside at some point, I guess. Or you can just be like me and not have a soul. Um, but 
he is the one that's like, I'll take your tickets. I'll go to all the games. I'll do this. I'll support these guys. Get them thrown. Now, he's not saying that nothing's not wrong, but he's also saying that it's the team on the field you're supporting, not necessarily the ownership. But at the same point, I feel you're supporting ownership by going to all the games and putting the money in the ownership's pocket that is not going to take said money and turn around and do anything towards the team with it. Also, Tom is also saying that um, it's a trickle-down effect. Now, keep in mind, these two guys that I know that I'm talking about are also politics guys. Mm. They're involved in their local uh, politics. They've both been on council. Tom's currently a president of the borough council he lives in. He ran for mayor of the borough he's in. Dave's been on council. And so forth. these guys know a little bit of what they're doing here. So it's the trickle-down effect to where, all right, you and I are boy. Uh, you didn't say you were boycotting games. We'll get to that later. Um, so I'm boycotting games. I'm not putting money in Nutting's pocket, but I'm also not putting money into the person selling the hot dog's pocket. I'm also not putting money into the beer guy's pocket mm. or the person selling cotton candy. Or, you know, the bartender, you know, and so forth. Now, you know, um, yeah. and, and you're not putting, and, and the people that work at the ballpark. Now, I get that whole trickle-down thing, and Tom, thank you for pointing it out on Facebook the other day. And I was looking through it. I, I, I understand, you know, there's, for people not going to the games, there's going to be jobs that may or may not be lost, or may or may, not, may, may or may not be cut, or hours and so forth that may be cut, pay. Uh, those guys are all union that work there, by the way, that work in the ballpark. It's all union. It's Airmark. That yeah. is um, Levy. That They're all union. They make a pretty good wage. Um, uh, Amanda happens to work um, part-time for the Buccos. She's not sure if she's going back this year based on our own situation. She signed up to go back. I, I'm not going to throw that out there early in case her boss is listening to this. Well, I'm, not, I'm, not trying, do. I'm not trying to influence Amanda, but like, you know. As she a, took a hit last year. She worked last year, and, and she works on Alexis Club. You know, the, so big, fancy, the big fancy comfy seats behind home mm-hmm. plate. She's the one that comes down and brings you your beer and brings you your water and so forth. She took a hit last year. She took, and, and grant she it was her part time deal. She took a hit from the first year she did it um, to this year. She took a hit money wise because people just weren't coming to games and, and the regulars that own and those Lexus Club seats face value on them. I think it's two hundred fifty dollars. Yeah, I, I mean per I game. If you want to spend two hundred and fifty dollars, you get a big fancy comfy seat that's comfortable. You get to sit right behind the home plate. You know, best view in the ballpark. You get to see the city, all that good stuff. A lot of those seats are owned by companies. Very few of those are are um, personal. Not saying there isn't any. Very few are personal. Most of those are company seats. Uh, but her work in there, she took a she took a hit. Um, it was fun for her, but it's a union gig, so the union pays well. But there's tips involved in that, so. But she still took a hit on the tips. Yeah, which, of course, yeah. You know, people aren't going. You're not, you know. They, I, look, but I mean, like, every, there's, like, people who work for a living and need your money, my money, your friend's money to keep their businesses open. You know? Like, Atria's doesn't sell me lies and disappoint me like the pirates do. 
Like, I can go to Atria's and just tip there. You know, I, I can go, like, with my limited entertainment dollar, like, why should I spend, you know, 50 bucks to get me and my girlfriend into PNC Park when I could go spend that same 50 bucks on, like, dinner at Amel's? And then we could buy the same amount of drinks that we would have bought at the pirate game, but we'd pay like half. Well, what what you're paying? Here's the thing: if you spent fifty dollars getting a pirate game, you were looking for tickets in the wrong places. No, I, I, <laughs> I know, but I'm saying like if you if you like, for example, I had a gift card. Right. Okay. That's right. We talked I about that. You I couldn't. Like the scalpers don't take gift cards. Correct. You had you, know? you still have to buy the tickets to get into the so, game. So yeah, you're you're if you're gonna pay face value. For, like, semi-decent tickets, like, not, not like, boxes, but, like, just outfield seats. Like, yeah, I, I spent $50, and, you know, like, we shared one of those, like, beer-hot-dog combos. You know? Yeah. And that, that's, like, you know, we could have we gone and had, like, a nice meal on the patio and, like, not been there supporting, you know, the Pirates. Like, it's, it's not a political thing at all, really. But if you're, like, a passionate fan, like, you do have to stand up, and you've either got to be, like, I feel, you've either got to say, I'm staying away for a reason, or you've got to be, like, those, like, Browns fans, or, like, the Saints fans back in the day, who, like, show up with bags bags on their heads. Like, you can't just go there dressed as a person who is enjoying themselves. You've got to, you've got to be, you got to be there and say, like, you know, maybe, maybe you hold up a poster board that says, like, I'm only here to see Harper. You know? Yeah, or, or 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 maybe maybe you dress like a judge, but like you're wearing a pirate's hat. Like if the Yankees happen to come through town, I don't know. Like there's got to be something. Like like hosting a podcast, I'm able to sit here and like scream and yell about how like the pirates aren't doing enough for me. And I can go on Twitter and read a bunch of tweets that agree with me, and a bunch of people disagreeing about what the solution is. But the bottom line is like unless like nothing is out, nothing's gonna change. And there's that petition going around to, like, force nutting to sell the team. Like, I got some bad news for you. I don't think you can just do that. Like, no, it's very hard. I don't think hard. you can do that. Like, no, let's all circulate um, a petition that they should fucking sell, like, Merck to me and you, Steve. Well, for whatever we have. Like, whatever, like, I have in my bank account and your bank account. We're going to go buy a pharmaceuticals company because we don't like the way they're running it. Like, that's not how it works, man. Like, you've got to have a free market that values the, the franchise at a certain level. Well, here's level. the problem is nutting was offered twice. A billion dollars by two different people to buy the team. Man. And he wouldn't sell. Now, here's the thing. One of them was Mark Cuban. And I think MLB just has some shit against Mark Cuban. They don't because, want Mark Cuban because he's, like he's a tried to, He's tried to buy the Rangers. He's tried to buy the Cubs. Baseball doesn't um, want an owner like Mark Cuban because he draws too much attention to himself. They want the kind of owner who's well, just going to like here's sit up in his luxury box in like... A turtleneck with a blazer and like uh, not do anything you know what? and may- maybe hire a colorful manager, but like you you're, know not, if you you're not looking attention... at baseball and saying like, "Oh, that owner." Aside from Steinbrenner, but if you, you draw know, attention, may he rest in peace. But if you draw attention to yourself, you're keeping the attention off the field. Yeah, because you know what, the first couple years of a new owner is going to be tough unless you got a guy that comes in to Mark Cuban and says, "Hey." Um, I'm going to take Giancarlo Stanton. I'm going to take Judge. I'm going to go ahead and take Kershaw. And he comes in and, and, and builds a team and just throws money around. And like then takes the fine like every time he wants to argue the, balls yeah. and strikes on Twitter. Yeah. Because like when he when he was like really good. Well, with the Mavericks. Oh, dude, with, he was the most fined owner ever. Ever. In any because sport Because he sat league. courtside and got in the face of the refs. Yeah. Like as a baseball owner, you can't do that. 
No, as a baseballer, you sit behind home plate in the front row and you yell the fucking umpire. That's true. <laughs> and I don't know, can they throw a fan out for yell at the umpire? Yeah, they can. They can? They sure okay. can. Um, they, they just call, call over security and they say, get that guy out of here. All right. Um, so, uh, it, it, it's it's really a tough to send. The Pens scored again. Very nice. Gensel. Power play and We were just talking about Gensel. Was it power play? I don't think it's power play. That's five on five. No, there's a little drop down time thing. No? Uh, Whatever. It's 4 3. There's 4 3 with almost just, six minutes just short of six minutes remaining. Plenty of time. So we were talking about how Gensel had zero goals. Oh, there he is. He's got one, two, three. Uh, that is a 5 is, on that is, four. That is a 5 on 4. Yeah. That is a power play. Um, or we could have just waited for your phone. Yeah, right. Yeah. And it just confirmed power play with Gensel. Um, but no, so with the, with the Pirates, I personally am not going. To go to any games this year. Uh, you can offer me Lexus Club tickets. I'll turn them down. Now that's being a fan activist is what I call that. So I'm not saying I'm not going to watch a game. I'm not saying I'm not going to follow the team. I'm already subscribed to cable. Um, yeah, I'm gonna, I'm I, if I'm if I'm hanging out at home, yeah, I'm subscribed to cable, on. and you know what, uh, yeah. the AT and T Sportsnet gets it doesn't, my money. It doesn't cost money. me a dollar. You know, I already um, have that channel because of Penn's games. You, you and know it's what? Included with and, the same package that allows me to watch. And you know what? There's the, the people that work inside PNC Park make a very good salary. Um, through Aramark, well, I wouldn't say very good, but they make a, a nice chunk of change working for a union, union companies, being Aramark and Levy and um, and so forth. Uh, and with the Pirates, they're also union. Um, they make a pretty decent salary. So yeah. unless their jobs get cut, that's the only issue there. Um, now, the people outside the stadium. You've got to run a business. It's not my job. Yeah. It is not my responsibility to make your business shit, you more successful than like your you want to talk about somebody that knows about business and, and shit. If you can't pay your employees, you want to talk you about to get out of business. You want to talk about somebody that knows about paying employees and this that, and everything? I'm a server and bartender. Mm-hmm. You know what? I make three dollars an hour plus tips. I have to tip out a food runner and a busser. You know, in my job. So if I make a hundred dollars, I'm actually going home with about seventy five of it. Mm-hmm. And if you make fifty, you're going home with. If I make fifty, like I'm going 30. home with about thirty-seven of it. Okay, so yeah, I understand about I, you know it, it's the restaurant business. It's it's very different, completely. But I understand about like I would I would like to help every I would like to help every working so, person to have a better standard of living. So so for have. that aspect about you know you know the the restaurants and bars outside the stadium, if people don't go and they don't get the people that come in, that for the people that make two dollars eighty three cents an hour. You know what? I'll go down to the North Shore and I'll go sit at Southern Tier. I'll go sit at the Foundry. I'll go over to Beer Market. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll go. Yeah, to those the, people outside they their their tips de- depend on yeah. attendance. So I'll go down and I'll I'll sit at their bar. I'll mm-hmm. watch I'll, I'll I'll watch the game on TV. Just if you want to skip the Pirates games, if you want to boycott the Pirates, you know, just make sure you spend your money like elsewhere on like service industry stuff. Yep. You know, like there's I'm no economist. But I'm not an economist. There, there are there are hardworking people who you know need their businesses to do well, not just at the pirates, at all kinds of places. Like 
My point is you you can't keep supporting something if you disagree with how it's operating. I supported guys in the field and hope that they play themselves into a better situation. Okay. Because... So you're going to buy tickets then? Because that's where the money comes from to pay for their salaries. Uh, Their money comes from elsewhere. TV money. Their money mostly comes from TV money. And and you already paid your TV subscription. I already paid my TV subscription. So you're good, man. You don't have to worry Um, about that. You know what? I mean, they're, they're, I mean, I'm anything. sure their 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 salary money comes from tickets as well. But also, we're gonna have one of the lowest payrolls again in, in mm-hmm. baseball. When the nice stat I saw today, thanks to Mark Madden, posted this in his article, um, Bob Nutting is the ninth richest MLB owner. Wow, I missed that. That's that was coming from Mark Madden, the super genius on 105.90x, in his article today about this bullshit. Um, ninth. Richest owner. Damn. Uh, and I also know that this this shit, McClatchy and Huntington haven't owned the team and been with the team since 1993. Mm. I get it. They uh, uh, It was Kevin McClatchy bought the team in 96. Uh, Nutting was a minority owner in 96 uh, with the McClatchy group. And then Nutting saw the potential for... He's a businessman. I get it. He's in it to make money. Yeah. Uh, but when you're just in it just for the money and you have a losing product and you still make, I don't get it. Uh, you, you know, he's robbing the city of what could be done. And I know the farm system built up. And, and again, gentleman I talked to that uh, grew up in the neighborhood I grew up in and so forth. He's a few years younger than me, Tom Fody. Talks about, do you want to sell the whole farm system to build a team? to win a World Series and then collapse that team and still have no farm system and have five to seven years of losing after that. No, they, they had their window for that. And that was yeah. like two, three years ago. They had their window for that. So the, well, a lot of this these trades, like we knew these trades were going to happen. Right. And that, that's why we're talking about you know, it now is because they did happen within the last you know, week. And, and, but we, we could have talked about this like a month ago. Like, is Garrett Cole going to be a pirate? Is Andrew McCutcheon going to be a pirate? I would and have I thought they would have been a I, pirate starting the season, but they would have been trade bait. That's the same. That's and, the same. And, you know, and I, and I think through a trade deadline. I, I, my fear is that we're going to be sitting here in July talking about how, like, some team that's a contender but doesn't have a center fielder or a left or, fielder is going to be, like, in the market for, for a rental player... And the Pirates aren't going to have a rental center fielder anymore to give to them because nope. we already traded McCutcheon to the Giants for pennies on the dollar. And also, here's some more dollars out of our money so that you don't have to pay luxury tax. There it is. Which is like another source of income for the Pirates. You know, and, and Tom also posed the question of, you know, uh, what would you have done better than Bob Nutting? And I reverted back, and at that point in time, off the top of my head, and at this point in time, off the top of my head, because uh, I didn't go back and research, it, it, it's a year's process. It's not necessarily today. Um, I wouldn't. Have, I would have offered Russell Martin way more than Toronto did, and I wouldn't have let Russell Martin go to Toronto. Um, granted, his batting average is two hundred, and he's not the hell of a hitter you need on national TV on a three-two count. Um, but his defense makes up for it. His um, throw down to second is considerably better than Cervelli's, as much as I love Cervelli. His locker room presence is is there, and he comes up with a big hit kind of when you need on occasion. I watched Russell Martin launch some balls out of that ballpark. Uh, J.A. Happ, we got him as a rental player. 
uh, and they made no if once needs nothing desires to even try to bring him back the following season. Yeah, that was a big one because that pitching, was a big one. Pitching was the issue, like catching. You know, you they did get Cervelli. You, they didn't. You, you want to go back a few years prior to that? They let Joey Bats go. They traded Joey Bats for who? The window hadn't really opened yet. That window hadn't opened yet Joey Bats, because like, Joey Bats was still what a third year player. Yeah, and who knew point, he was going to be that good? I mean. You know, maybe the league, maybe going to the American League, seeing American League pitching change him. Who knows? Um, the other one is what was it? Two years ago, uh, when they were making a run, it was at uh, 2014. Uh, David Price, when he was traded, uh, he was traded from Tampa Bay, yeah. and he still had a year left on his contract. He was trade bait, so you got him at the end of the year, so you got him for the playoff run, and you still had him locked up for next season. And if something didn't happen next season, you could have traded him away then. It's hard to believe that the Pirates were once in a place where like they could be the team doing that to another team. Right? Like now we're back in the same boat where we're just selling all uh, our parts you like know, Tampa Bay. La- last but we, year. we could have had, had Tampa Bay's parts. Right. And then uh let's see, last year, not that you know, he would have brought anything to the team to make his way better, but Verlander. Mm. You could have jumped in and got Verlander. Now Verlander's getting old in baseball age and so forth, but you could have jumped in and got Verlander and said, you know what, fuck you, we're not going to do anything this year, but we're going to make a hell of a run at it next year, and then go after Giancarlo Stanton. I don't know what uh, it, okay. I don't know what it would have taken to get Giancarlo Stanton other than money. Money, that's the issue. Like they're not going to spend it. You know, and that's the thing. I asked Tom, why? Give me a reason why the Pirates would not couldn't go after Giancarlo Stanton other than money. There isn't one. There isn't one. The Marlins, they they gave them away for like a bag of baseballs. Yeah, you know, like they're the Pirates now paid but, the Giants to take their best player off their hands twice, twice. <laughs> but actually, at least like this, actually no, Barry Bonds walked away. He was I'll unrestricted follow, free agent. I will follow the Giants but, this year because McCutcheon I have family. In, I have family in the North Bay. I have fa- I, I I have family in the Bay Area, so. You know they are Giants fans. They go to Giants games. I sent them a I sent them a thing on Facebook. Says, and I I posted the McCutcheon getting traded. And I says um, to my cousins in the Bay Area. Good luck watching a hell of a player play for your team. Uh, but you know what? We're gonna go ahead and take a break right now, and we're gonna come back and talk about the ugly, which is also the bad. Uh, and that was what happened with the Steelers. So here's another little bit from our friends at Sorgatron Media and see what they got going on over there. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, we're back after that little bit from our friends at Sorgatron Media. So now we're going to move into the ugly, which is also the bad because our last two topics were Pirates and Steelers, and they're both bad and ugly. Um, so, as you folks know, Pittsburgh is in a uh, mourning situation. Um, of Steelers' season is over, and out of the last four teams left in the NFL playoffs, three of them have never won a Super Bowl. One of them has won five with the same quarterback. And has been the seventh straight AFC Championship games. So, on that aspect, I'm still upset. 
and I'm still cranky. And we're now on Wednesday recording this, and the game was on Sunday. And I think it just took Matt and I enough time that we needed a cool down period uh, before we just started ranting and raving uh, and so forth. And, you know, kind of like our dads used to do, where, like, you know, mom would always swing first and ask questions later. Dad would always find out the information and then whoop your ass. Uh, so, uh, you know, um, when it comes down to this, uh, in my personal opinion, Matt, and I have it written down here, and please throw it out there if I, if you think I'm wrong at all. The blame lies on the coaching staff and the play calling, especially when you have two fourth and ones, um, and you make some uh, uh, what's that a, a halfback toss. And then a throw Student body right, is and then what a, I called it. And then his throw across the middle. Uh, also, then you had third down conversions, uh, which were not efficient. Uh, and then also the tight end usage. It was like the th- middle of the third quarter where Ben realized, "Oh shit, we have tight ends on this team." Oh wait, they can catch and like rumble a little bit. Um, that was awesome. The other thing is, too, is where the fuck was Boz at this point in time in this game? Where, yeah, I get it. You're, you're 50 yards, 51 yards on two fourth and ones. You're fifth, you know, it would have a 51-yard field goal for, for Boz. Uh, 49, I think it was 49 and 52. Uh, yeah, we know the uh, Heinz Field records 53, which was made by him. Um, no Boz in this game? No Boz at all. Uh, other than on kickoffs and extra points. Uh, also, and that, that uh, yeah, and the onside kick, which he's never had to do. I've never seen Boz perform an onside kick. He did one, and in, obviously he sucks well, at he it. He did one against the Ravens last year, where he tried to do that, like pop the ball up, or did he kick it down. Or was did, that the one where he re- kicked down the middle and let it dribble? It was the one where you know that he did it in college. Where you run up, oh, the with the back foot, and you swing your back foot yeah. around behind your yeah, front the, the foot. Yeah, the camel. And kick. He, he did it. Yeah, yeah, I think it's called a rabana. Is the, tech, the the official name? It's like named after like the soccer player who invented it. Okay. And they used to do it. It, it used to be like a, um, you know, like a way to send up the other team on a penalty kick. You know, because it's just like trick shot. Um, and he did it successfully in college, and he was kind of like famous for it. So then he tried to do it for the Steelers, and it was like a total screw up. Um, yeah, I don't. I didn't like the onside kick when when he tried doing the tricky one, and I didn't like the fact that they asked him to do one when they did one in the game. And then, but the reason the reason they had him doing it is because of their crap defense, and that's where I want to start with my analysis. Um, go with you your mentioned analysis. the fourth and ones. Yes, they went for it. They had to go for it on fourth and one. Not in the first one. The, not the first one. But second they, one they did. The second one. Now the one where they, the one where they should have kicked a field goal, which saying. was, they could have, they could have, kicked a field goal on both fourth and ones, because they were within Boz's long range. But they were down two touchdowns at that point. Uh, and the reason they the were fir- down, the first one they were down two touchdowns. The second one they were down two scores. Okay, so. You're down two touchdowns. Why? Because, because you've got the worst defense the... you've ever had, and I don't know, maybe not. But in terms of like good Steeler teams that are supposed to go to the Super Bowl, that's the worst defense I've ever seen. 
Defense they, wins championships. Defense does win championships, but there's also this like new NFL with all the passing, so you can be competitive with a bad defense. And the Steelers' secondary has been suspect all year. Um, even with the addition of Joe Hayden. Even with the addition of Joe Hayden. And Joe sure. Hayden missed a few games towards the end of the year because of an injury. I get it. But even with Joe Hayden in the first 12 games of the season, uh, they were suspect. They, they and the Steelers' secondary has been suspect since two years before Paul Amala retired. Which is why you don't defer if you win the toss. You take the ball. You've got Ben. You've got AB. You've got Le'Veon Bell. You've got Vance McDonald. You know, you've got Juju and Martavis and Eli and DHB. And, and you got bang, 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 Jesse James. You got James. bang, 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 man. Jesse James, Jesse James, man. Okay, so like, you know, they they put their defense on the field and their defense let up seven points, like, faster than a lot of people, I think, were, you know, halfway into their first beer. And then, oh, okay, so me, I'm with my group of friends, and we're hanging out watching a game, we're like, fuck, they just ran down the field, shoved it down our throats, and scored. And then my buddies and I, we're all like, well, you know what, the Steelers, are, you know, they come off a bye week, starting slow, they should have played the Browns for a half to get warmed up. And, um, yeah, it's all right, they'll come down and, and, you know, let them score real quick, cool, get out of your system, now find your bearings. And then they did it two more times. We're like, fuck. Like, mm-hmm. at the end of the first quarter at 21 nothing, like, really? 21 nothing. I said, okay, like, I am I am at peace with the fact that the Steelers are going to lose this game. I'm going to do laundry. Because I watch the game at home, so I can do that. And right. I, was, I was not at a friend's house. When you're at your friend's house, it's weird to go, like, start doing laundry. But at your <laughs> own house, like, yeah, like, I went and did laundry. You're like, hey, Ronan, whose panties are these? Yeah. Oh, wait, they're your wife's. My well, fault. Well, that's not your business, Steve. See, that's why you don't do that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so anyway, like, I'm doing, I'm washing jeans, you know, I'm feeding the cats, you know, I'm doing some things around the house. You know, I come back up, man, the Steelers are still in it. They're still going. So, like, I, I got all my stuff set up, you know, I got the dryer loaded, I got another load in the wash, and they're stringing me along. And at this point, it's the third quarter now. And things were looking pretty good for a minute there in the third quarter. Oh, yeah. They were looking real good. That's when Vance McDonald started to come on. Yeah. Well, like I said, middle of the third quarter is when Ben realized, oh, shit, I have tight ends on the team that can, like, catch a ball and rumble and then get yards after the catch. Jesse James, like, caught the ball and then split those two defenders. It was... I called it I called it the Lemieux statue. Oh, okay. Pretty much because, like, if you'd had a, if you'd had been in the end zone with a camera, you would have had just a picture of, like... Jesse James from the front and like two guys asses standing like pretty much looking confused. So so my question is though is how come when you're in okay take it that we were two scores down and then we were two and then two touchdowns down and then two scores down why would not you, why wouldn't you shuffle Boz out there if you're gonna go for it on fourth and one and it would have been a fifty one yard field goal. But you're at fourth and one, and you didn't. If you're gonna potentially potentially turn the ball over, which is what they did, why not take a fucking shot at a field goal? Or, like Mike Golick tweeted out, "Hey, fourth and one with a half with with a halfback toss. Your quarterback's six four and two hundred and forty pounds." I don't understand that <clears throat> at all. Why not just QB sneak? have the line push forward and have your fullback in there and push Ben in the back and be like, get the fuck in there, dude. 
I mean, why is why was that not an option? And one of them was a legit fourth and one. The other one was, was a fourth and in inches. Literally, they they pulled the chains. I saw it. It was fourth and in, and the, when the ref comes out and goes like this, the size of my cock, like really, which is little because I'm Irish. But uh, it's you, come on. That's where you, I mean, even if Marquise Pouncey handed the ball to Ben and didn't take his hands off of it, and Ben just followed Pouncey forward, he would have got the first down. Yeah, and like Ben, Ben is like something like close to perfect on on fourth down sneaks in his career. I think he's only ever like been stopped once. Like I don't get it. Um, I do have to say, you know, the fourth down where he threw it to Juju. I mean, if if he catches that ball, and he almost caught that ball. He almost caught if that ball. If he catches that ball, we're not talking about it. If he catches the ball, we're not talking about it. He also has... We're still talking about the time that he didn't bring Boswell out. Exactly. And they ran the pitch. Exactly. And the fact that they lost by a field goal means that you have to talk about it. Exactly, because he, he ended up losing by three points. That three points could have been a tie in overtime. Which, 2007, comes back and... I didn't Google the stat earlier. I'm probably going to Google it right now. Um, but 2007, Steelers and Jags went to overtime in a playoff game. That was Mike Tomlin's first season where he comes in and takes over the team in his first mm-hmm. season and goes to the playoffs. And I want to say the Steelers were a wild card at that point. I'm not exactly sure if they were a wild card or won the division. But either way, it they, was a Saturday night game. It was a, it was a Saturday night game. So that that, that they I were was either, in the South Side. That's they 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 were either wild card or won a division and didn't get a top seed here nor there. Didn't they change the overtime rules like because of that? Uh, yeah, they did change the overtime rules because of that game. But man, the fact that the league changes rules to like suit the Steelers and they still can't capitalize on it that that makes me mad. yeah. But the league has rules that. You know, suit the Patriots too. But anyway, I hate the Patriots. I hate them so. We much. all hate the Patriots. And that's why we're all, you know. And honestly, my entire adult life has been like hatred of the Patriots. Just, just be draggled with like Patriots hatred. <laughs> right. Seriously. So, okay. I was like a, okay. I was like barely old enough to buy a beer when Tom Brady started what, winning Super Bowls. What have you? What did you feel about the clock control? I know the last minute and a half of that game, clock control, and I don't know if that was not necessarily clock control because we didn't have any timeouts left, but the team itself was not hustling to the line and not running around the way they should have been. I mean, I don't know. I I, I think it was just desperation. Um, and I think they maybe they were just tired and they just like knew that they weren't going to win. Like I said, I, I gave up, but then I got sucked back in. You know, it's got to be hard. I'm not making excuses for them. I mean, they, they should be running up to the line of scrimmage. I mean, um, that didn't bother me nearly as much as, you know, some of the play calling. Um, some of the execution, too. I mean, the fact that they scored as many points as they did had... It, it was basically just Ben, like, dropping dimes, essentially. You know, they weren't, they weren't like... Oh, Ben was dropping dimes, dude. Did you see those they were, passes to A.B.? Yeah. All, all, all five of his touchdown passes were on point. A.B. was held. But they were held. like desperation. It was like... A.B. Was... was held every time. Every time. And the second touchdown catch, 
They were holding hands the whole way down the fucking yeah, line. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Like individual performances, um, but not consistent enough. I think if they had been Ben, especially if Ben had been consistently as good as he was on his touchdown passes, you know, then you don't have the interception and the fumble. Um, but the defense, man, like you can't give up forty-five points in a playoff game. And you scored 42. And that's a lot of points for the Steelers. Well, you know what? And the they, Steelers... they said they were going to score 30 points every week, and they only did it like once or twice maybe. Yeah, that, you know? that was the thing. Not not including the playoffs. You know, so by by the end of the regular season, they had to realize that, like, you know, we should probably try to keep this team, like, to 24 points at the very most. Also, defense couldn't stop the run. So you had uh, Leonard Fournette running all over the Steelers' ass, and he went out with a high ankle sprain right before it, about, what, seven minutes left in the second quarter before the half. He goes out with a high ankle sprain. That's whenever the Steelers started stopping the Jags a little bit. But then they had, um, shit, we're fancy. Yeldon? Fo- Yeldon, TJ Yeldon. We're Come fancy. on, man, Alabama We're fancy guy. football guys. I hated getting on. beat by an Alabama guy right? more than So TJ Yeldon starts, and, and he gets going. Uh, they couldn't stop the run. That was a big thing. Then, in the second half, and especially the fourth quarter, Blake Bortles looked like Joe fucking Montana. Mm-hmm. You know, in that NFC Championship game against the Cowboys where, uh, you know, he just throws that pass and Dwight Clark just jumps up over top and grabs it out of nowhere. Uh, you know, Blake Bortles looked like fucking Joe Montana in that fucking game. Um, you know... That, that's just craziness right there. Um, and and like I said at the beginning of the podcast, when I was talking to a gentleman I was with earlier today who's a Bills fan, went to the Bills-Jags game in Jacksonville, and Blake Bortles looked like shit. Yeah. Blake Bortles looked like Blake Bortles. <laughs> it's, you it's, know. Uh, they scored 10 points against the Bills and 45 points against the Steelers. Right. Or they scored 14 points against and, and I told you but last week... Whatever, like... I told you last week, I mean, you know, we expected the Steelers to win and show up for the game, but watch out for the Jags, because the Jags, for some reason, always give us issues. Uh, whenever the Jags came into the league in 1995, and they were in the AFC Central, they were put in the AFC Central at that point in time, which they replaced the Houston Oilers. Uh, in the AFC, or in the AFC, sorry, AFC Central, uh, a couple of nine percent beers, maybe, you know, transposed letters, and also I'm dyslexic and left-handed. But uh, so they come into the league and they gave the Steelers shit from then on out. Yeah, Tom Coughlin was the original head coach of the Jags. Tom Coughlin's given the Steelers shit over the years. And then Tom went, Coughlin's been ruining my football dreams Tom since Coughlin. 1992 when he coached Boston College <laughs> and beat the undefeated Notre Dame who had beaten Florida State a couple weeks earlier. Oh, yeah, and Lou Holtz and uh, Rick Meyer, Jerome Bettis. And I came around on Tom Coughlin, and I started to like him oh. because, because he did good things in New York, and he beat the Patriots twice, twice in the, the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. And now I don't like him again. <laughs> well... 
now I'm liking him again because he's in the front office as the president of operations for the Jags. Right. And they're going to New England. Well, I, now, granted, Tom last Coughlin... Chance, Coughlin. Do you want to be in my good graces or not? The, Tom Coughlin could be in could be in Pittsburgh. Could Tom Coughlin get a, a, a face on the Permanis wall? No. If this happens? No. Again? No. People wouldn't recognize him. I... I, I'll promote that. He's not a Pittsburgh guy. He's not a Pittsburgh guy. You're right, but he beat the Patriots. In the event he beats, in the event Jaguars beat Patriots this weekend, which we're all pulling for, by the way. Kansas beat West um, Virginia in basketball. Like they're gonna put I know. self on the I know Permanis wall. Well, West Virginia lost twice this week. Yeah, and then, week. and then there, there's a couple. Of I players. count that among the tough week for Pittsburgh sports, by the way. And like, then and then they're also gonna get in some shit because a couple of the West Virginia players. Through a couple swings of people, whatever, uh, the court was stormed. I saw that. Uh, you know, they're so, getting, they're, they also find the score the the school for Texas Tech, I believe it was. Yeah, they find the school. They for, find them too. Yeah, for somebody's gonna get hurt. They gotta they gotta stop doing exactly. that. You gotta you gotta stay in your seat, folks. Like, yeah, you know, I don't I don't get to go to like the car show and just like climb into the freaking McLaren. It depends on which know? one you go to. If you go to the classic custom sports car show, which is or the the uh, World of Wheels. Sport custom car show that's in town this weekend. You do not get to climb into vehicles, but if you get to go to the uh, American Auto Show, you do get to climb into. Well, I was talking about the first one you said, just for yes, the record. Just for the record. <laughs> um, but so the Steelers have issues. Um, not as many as they had a week ago, though, because they don't have to play anymore. Correct. They don't have to um, worry about beating the Patriots. I don't have the game plan for that shit yet. So, I mean, so here's the thing is, uh, also, apparently the Steelers' minority owners are calling um, the the majority owner, you know, Art Rooney II, and calling to fire Mike Tomlin. Now, fuck that shit. Um, why would you fire a guy that's won 45 games in three years, has a Super Bowl, has only had, has never had a losing season? He's had two eight and eights. But he's never had a losing season. Um, you can't. You, you can't. Gonna, you can't. You you've can't. You've got fire a franchise him. quarterback. You you've already and and you're also already, you're already gonna and like you know breaking today. Todd Haley is out. Yeah, breaking today. Todd Haley's out. Offensive coordinator. They they promoted uh, Randy Fickner from within, quarterbacks coach. Okay, so you're trying to like keep some continuity because you might only have one more year. Of Ben Roethlisberger. Well, and, you know, and you, you might ben only, you might only have one year of if you can convince Le'Veon Bell to like play under the franchise tag. You know, like this is still the window. Like the window has not closed. Um, I think the more I dwell on what happened on Sunday against Jacksonville, the more disappointed I'm gonna get because like this might have been their last best shot to like you know go what? at the title another time with with Ben. And Brown and Bell. Well, also now, you're not gonna change coaches and bring in some new person and say like, here you go, like here's like an OC that you didn't hire, and a quarterback who's like on his last legs, and a running back who's you on know fresh not legs. always sure he wants to be here. I mean, you're not gonna do it. Like it's no, a Bell circus. Wants, it's Bell a wants circus. to be here. Bell the wants Steelers to be here. are he a circus. Uh, do not know, fire your like head lion tamer. You know, also, you know, when it comes to to any pro sports, it's a circus. Uh, you got you got a bunch of hot headed guys that you know. I make ten million a year. You make two million a year. Shut the fuck up. Whatever. Uh, but 
the other aspect of that too is, you know, Cower went on won the Super Bowl in 05. He coached 06 because he he did. And they missed the playoffs. They missed the playoffs. He retired. Tallman comes in, coaches the first year, gets to the playoffs, loses in 07, loses Jacksonville in the playoffs. And the only thing I found on Google is the Steelers have lost. The only team the Steelers, the, the Steelers have lost to twice a year was Jacksonville. That's what I got so far. I don't know how far. I didn't dig into it to go back years prior and years prior and years prior. But in our recent history, in my recent memory, uh, and what Google's told me so far, is that Jacksonville's beat the Steelers twice a year, 07 and this year. Um, Tomlin came in, went to the went to the playoffs, lost to Jacksonville next year, went ahead and went to the Super Bowl, won the Super Bowl. Now, a lot of people said that he did that with Cowher's team and Cowher's clipboard in his, in his desk drawer. You can take that for what it's worth. Um, you know, you get another guy to come in here next year. Who's to say he does, you know, he doesn't blow the whole team up, you know? It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Here's the thing. They're minority owners for a reason because they're yeah. in other fields besides football well, well, ownership. The whole and they don't know, like, like maybe in their field, it would make sense to do something, like, outside the box and shake things up. You know, maybe they have, like, investors and shareholders who want to see, like, innovation. John Stallworth's a minority You know what owner. we want? Like, Steelers fans want consistency. And we've had nothing but under Tomlin. It's been frustrating as hell. Because yeah. they've been consistently just a cut below the Patriots. Okay, right. they've been consistently able to beat the Jets in the AFC Championship game, and anytime and the Jets the don't make the playoffs, and they and beat the Ravens. the Ravens, and they beat uh, who? They beat the Ravens, the Jets, and uh, they beat somebody else in the AFC Championship game to go. Anyway, here or there, we're not firing Tom. We know that Haley. I don't know that he's been fired. But they said that they, they weren't going to offer him a new contract. They were not going to offer him a contract. So I guess you could take that as fired. Yeah. Well, it, it's infuriating because they're just saying on the news that it's like, well, he didn't have a good relationship with Ben. Yeah. And you well, know then why did they like let him stick around as long as they, he was there six years? Well, we've uh, known about that relationship yeah. for at least three, and and, and it's not been good. And those like, of us have been talking about this for how long in Pittsburgh? Fire Haley! Fire Haley! And all the memes that run around with Tomlin talking to Ben said, hey, screw him, call your own plays. Um, you know, stuff like that. All right, he's got a good relationship with his quarterback's coach, which Bruce Arians was also his quarterback's coach. And he and loved Bruce was, Arians. And was also offensive coordinator. I think part Bruce, of his beef with Haley was that he wasn't Bruce Arians. And Bruce Arians has I don't like since, you, weekend daddy. And Bruce Arians retired from football, uh, retired from coaching with the Cardinals as his head coach. Uh, who's to say that you couldn't coax him to come back to the Steelers? I don't know. Maybe be the head coach of the Steelers? No, no, no. Not be the head coach, but bring him back as offensive coordinator. But we already know that they're going to promote uh, Victor. Uh, in if if it doesn't work with Victor, then we're we're screwed. Because that's that right. means well, if, if they let him go after one year, it's because they underperform. Well, well, and if they underperform, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. Well, and ben if they don't said, win the Super Bowl, then it's a waste of all the same talent that they wasted this year. Well, Ben said at the end of the game, he said, look, I'll be back next Why year. Why couldn't he have said that last year? Uh, if he's so sure. Uh, well, the reason why Ben said this year, he goes, 
He just he said, look, he goes, I don't know about people's contracts. This that. He goes, all I know is that that line, he goes, everybody's individual contract, that's on them. He says, now I know the line is intact. He said, and they asked him about Bell. He said, I don't know about Bell, whatever. That will that'll work itself out. But he said, I know the line's intact, and that's where his protection is. And that line was very good protection for Ben. Mm-hmm. Ben took the least amount of sacks this year in his career. Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but I know I heard that stat three times from three different uh, outlets. Yeah. So, I mean, honestly. We're bold Pittsburgh. We're not ESPN. We rely on other outlets to give us some stats. So I don't. I can't call Ben Roethlisberger right now and ask him these numbers. But uh, I re- we rely on other people's uh, stats and so forth. And and when they come up with the same numbers that they all do, I, I take them for what they are from the reliable sources. Um, so Ben says he's coming back next year. He's got Belk. He's got Brown coming back. Boswell's coming back. Schuster's definitely. He's rookie deal. He's coming in. Uh, Bryant is still under contract unless he, you know, does something seriously to piss people off or say like "fuck you." I'm holding out. I'm not coming in until you trade me. Or he fails a test. Or he fails a test. Which is stupid. Which, we don't have time to get into that. Which is stupid, mm-hmm. and, and who knows? I, I don't think he'd be stupid enough we'll to do, do it again. Special legalization. Special. I don't think Bell would be stupid enough to fail a test again. Um, he almost lost his career already. I don't know that he'd do it again. Um, Bell, you know what? He once paid as the number one running back and a number two receiver. And his numbers last year showed number one running back and number two receiver. His numbers this year showed number one running back and number three receiver. You know what? Uh, who, uh, Shady McCoy. Mm-hmm. Number one paid running back in the NFL that was under contract. Okay. Um, he was number one running back under contract. Um, in the NFL. So, and he's at eight and a half million. Bell going in and getting, you know, 15. Uh, You know, he wants 15. He wants 15. I don't know. Um, we'll see. But pay him. Pay him uh, exactly, you know you're paying Brown seventeen. If you're not, if you're not gonna pay him, then like cut everybody. You're paying Brown seventeen. You give give Bell fifteen. You know, I I don't know what other pieces. I haven't looked into contracts and so forth. I don't know what other pieces are are on their way out or in. Um, we'll look into that as the off season comes in because. Uh, I know that they signed Mike Hilton to a one-year deal, and that mm. dude played his way into his position. He did. Yeah, and you know he was cut by the Patriots, and the Steelers picked him up and had him. And last year he was on our our practice squad. They brought him on this year for camp, and he proved himself. And he got on the team first string and killed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean James Harrison started off. He cut by the Steelers, cut by the Ravens, cut by the Steelers again, then brought back on the Steelers, and then 
we see how that went. But so we're gonna end this week uh, of. Could you call this, like, you know, a dark weekend in Pittsburgh sports? Very dark. Very dark weekend in Pittsburgh sports. My my takeaway was that I was prepared for the Steelers to lose, and I knew where I would be and what time of the day it would be when I found out about it. And it was still pretty hard to deal with. But I was coping just fine. And then Monday afternoon, I randomly just checked Twitter to see what was going on while I was waiting and, for my computer to load. And then Kutch and got Kutch traded. And gone. Yep. And, like, that was honestly harder because even though I knew they were going to trade him eventually, I thought, hey, maybe not till July. And certainly not today, the day after the Steelers lost in the playoffs. Yeah, well, they did. But it, it just really feels like they're just conspiring against me. And it's it's been too cold to, like, go do sports of your own outdoors. Yeah, because so, we're old. All we can do is, like, golf outdoors, maybe play some bar league softball. But most of our adult sports now at 40, almost 40 years old, is um, poker, darts, and pool. Ah, man, I speak uh, for yourself. I got my bike. Uh, yeah, you you, you up, ride your bike all over the city. i riding up all over the place, but not, you ride not your, in this snow, man. Not in this snow and I cold. don't have snow tires, so. Right. So, I need clean roads. So, Matt, we got two games this week to pick. We got the Jags, the Pats, and we got the Vikes, the Eagles. Um, me, personally, I actually really like the Jags, the Pats, just because um, the Jags have a defense that is kind of ill. Uh, they have a running game that's kind of ill. Um the only place the Jags are suspect at is quarterback, and it really depends on the day of the week and what side of the bed Blake Bortles wakes up on. And James um, Harrison. Well, and well, that's the pass defense. James Harrison come around the corner and take Blake Bortles out in thirty seconds. Uh, but thirty seconds is a long time. You know, uh, I think he could get her, get there faster than thirty seconds. Right? Uh, okay. You, you, all right, four seconds, but. Um, Are you seriously saying you're picking? Did, I'm actually really I've, after all the analytics I've watched on Sports Center and this center and that center and everywhere else. Uh, you know what? Money says to bet the Jags and the points. Um, what's the what's the line there? Patriots are seven. Patriots are seven. Um, so you like the Jags to cover? I, I, I'm a Pittsburgh guy right now, and I'm just hoping that the team that beats us goes on and beats New England. I don't subscribe to that thinking at all. Um, I don't because I, I don't think it like makes you better. You still lost. Yeah. You know, don't don't you shouldn't try to like well puff yourself up. Based not, on the accomplishments uh, uh, of your most recent, like, also, also I'm, I'm not betting you know money on a game. My brain says Patriots, my heart says Jags. Well, is I'm picking the Patriots. I, I'm not uh, trying to catch you. I know there aren't enough games left in the season. Yeah. Like we're not we're not betting on the Pro Bowl and like the Shrine Game and like, you know what? I'm going Jags. I'm saying they're gonna shock the world, and I'm going Jags. You're going Pats. All right, now I'm just the, cynical, man. My my spirit's been crushed. 
So this, the, this week has taken all the like mirth and the, joy. The out Eagles and the Vikings game, honestly, with this for me, as much as I hate Philly, but that's more of a hockey hate. <laughs> yeah, but there was a guy in a, like an Eagles jersey and a Flyers hat in the stands. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, oh, that hat. I first know. of all, first of all, first of all, like you should never wear orange and green at the same time. That's just an Irish thing. Yeah. Um, also, like, what the hell are you doing, man? Like. Be like a can't you be like a Hershey Bears fan or like a you know what, look a baby at the Penguins fan? But, but, like. but watching watching these two teams are pretty evenly matched. Uh, Vikings are a dome team. The Eagles are of course an out an outside team. It, the game is in Philly. It's gonna be cold. There may or may not be snow. Uh, I still like the Vikings in that game. How do you feel? My heart says Eagles. So Matt's going Eagles. I'm going Vikings in that one. We're completely opposite this week. You're not going to catch me in the role, but anyway. Um, I, just, also, I guess if I have to get on board with a team, like doesn't the Eagles fan base kind of sort of similar to the Steelers base? I mean, very, very similar. In terms of, in terms of their even, passion. Yeah, their passion. Their, their willingness so to punch you in the mouth. Yeah. Um, if not necessarily the team punching you in the mouth, but the, the fans could punch you in the mouth. Completely. Steelers might have won if they'd put Bortles on his ass a couple times. All right, uh, folks, we're going to go ahead and get out of your ear right now and uh, be done for this week's episode. We'll come back next week's episode, and we're going to see what else uh, Pittsburgh teams can do to disappoint us uh, in the next seven days. So, on that aspect, thank you very much for listening. Matt, anything else? Yeah, let's go Dukes. Let's Let's go go Dukes. Let's go WVU Hoops. Oh, real quick, did you see the troll that Robert Moore's Hockey did? No. On on uh, online, it said Robert Moore's Hockey posted after after the McCutcheon trade. It said, um, hey, we're still playing a team from New England um, this week that matters. Also, we have the same guys on the team that we had last week. Uh, so come out and check us out <laughs> at the Island Sports Arena. Do it, man. Check them out. Go check out Robert Moore's Hockey, guys. Uh, and we're going to go from there. Uh, we'll talk to you next week. Uh, enjoy it and have a good sports week. See ya. Hey, Ian's. Thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Renault on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook, or BoldPGH.com.